<laughs> that was the first thing they heard. I've been gone. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I am your host, Danny K. With me, as always, the powerful, or no, the wonderful, the beautiful. Wow, I'm out of practice. Don't the one I am powerful. <laughs> the wonderful, the beautiful, the Mr. Green Elite. How you doing, Green? I'm sad now. I want to be powerful. I want to mm. feel. I want to feel strong. Your power. Yeah, your power is in your beauty. Oh, stop it, you! <laughs> I'm doing good, Danny. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing real good. Uh, with us, 99.9 percent .9 of the time. The number's the... going up. It's going up. <laughs> yeah, you're averaging out. <laughs> you're averaging higher. It's the powerful. It's the beautiful. It's the Revsven Padre. <laughs> How are you doing? You know, I am ecstatic. Danny, after uh, after the email I received this morning, I have been having a good day. I've been riding high on energy. Uh, I got not only that email, I got another really cool one that I would like to talk about here in a little bit uh, at the end of the show during the wrap up. But that's for another time. Oh, yeah. Bury that lead. Make them stay until the end. Yeah. Uh, with us this week, we have a very special guest job for a Cody. Cody. How are you doing? And uh, just tell the folks out there who you are, what you do, and where people can find you. Hey, what's up, guys? I am a variety streamer, so I like to focus on a lot of new games right when they pop up, and a lot of different in, be you know, in between titles from retro all the way up to the next gen consoles. Um, I cover a lot of comic books and a lot of geek culture at my my podcast called Talk Geekly, and you can catch me at pretty much any social media platform at Jopper Cody. Excellent links. As I don't think I, I don't think he I don't think he redeemed the self promote. What the hell? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, as always, links are in the description of the episode. So make sure you guys check that out. Um, and yeah, no, if if you're on the show, Rev, have you have you been redeeming the self promote every time? You're on the Bro, show. I do it just for fun. Like literally, like I literally <laughs> go in and just click hit redeem self promote, and then I'll just put. I'm Rev, and that's it. <laughs> well, usually you put, hi, I'm Rev. That, he did it that, just there, which yeah. I feel bad for anyone that's uh, on the audio podcast and has no it's idea fuck what's all happening. idea. Yes. Yeah. Um, get, get good. Go to YouTube. <laughs> they can't see it on there either. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Dude, you should start just, like, just join us live on, on Twitch. Like, in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Start putting a chat like the, the chat box right there between us all. That'd be cool. You know what I've been wanting to do forever? Hmm. Um, that I still can't figure out like a really good way to do it is I want to get closed captionings on the screen. Like I can proper... help you with that. Okay. We will talk about that after the show. Um <laughs> no, we're gonna do that live, like right now. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> um we do have a question of the week, uh brought to us by Mr. Cody. Uh if you guys could change one thing in the world to make it a better place, what would it be? Please try to keep it civil while you guys talk about that in the chat. Uh, you guys can also respond to that in the YouTube comments or you can just tweet at us. All of our handles are right there on the screen. Uh, that again is if you could change one thing in the world, but to or let me start that again. If you could change one thing in the world to make it a better place, what would it be? Go on ahead and answer that in uh, the Twitch chat, YouTube comment section, or just go on ahead and tweet at us. Um, if you guys uh, are joining us, if you're from Cody's uh, crew, thank you guys for joining us. We hope that you guys get some value out of the show. 
because it's going to be jam-packed. And if you guys do, give us a like, follow all of us, and do all that great stuff. If you guys do miss any part of the show, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. I think I hit all of our all of our uh, our homekeeping stuff. Is there anything else that we need to discuss before we get into the, our discussions? I don't yes. So. Well, Absolutely. Oh. What's that? What I'm going to let you all know the chat. Uh, and and listeners, uh, Danny's planning on cutting his beard off, and I. Am <laughs> I'm going to set up a petition on Change.org immediately following the podcast. It will be available in the show notes. Um, be sure to sign that to keep him from shaving his beard, <laughs> or at least the mustache. Absolutely. He's got to at least keep the mustache. Okay, evidently that's a thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, the mustache uh, is nice though. Why? Thank you. Clean, right? You could like mm. stroke it, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Cody, you have played a game that has just absolutely taken over the fucking internet the last like two weeks, and that's Valheim. Go on ahead, go on ahead and tell us about Valheim. So this was a game that was released February second, and I really didn't start it until about a week or so ago. It was actually, and I've looked it up just a little bit. It's made by Iron Gate Studio by five people. That blows my mind because I had no idea. I've been putting weeks into this game, just sinking into like the building act, um, aspects of it, not even really taking advantage of the PVE. And um, just the fact that I think it's sold up to 4 million copies already. And it's, it's already been one of the most played games on Steam as it stands. So this is, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. You just, you go through, you do a lot of different building, um, go out and harvest different, crops and different uh resources and you build up your base you build up different communities uh take advantage of it's pretty much you go from the you know wood to the stone age and i don't know if you go to the bronze age i like i said i haven't really progressed too far outside of just building but yeah what i've played so far this game is just way addicting sorry about that yeah so for anyone that's curious volheim is on steam right now it is uh twenty dollars msrp uh, like you said, it's just released. I can give some stats real quick. Let me find it here. Uh, the system requirements, minimum system requirements, is a 64-bit processor and operating system, Windows 7 or later. Uh, they recommend a 2.6 gigahertz quad-core or similar processor, 8 gigs of RAM, a GeForce GTX 950, or a Radeon HD 7970 uh, with 1 gig of space available. So you're mentioning the small dev team. Um, I got my hands on this, like, in it's, like, pre-alpha days. It was on itch.io. They had a demo out on itch.io. And, I, I don't know, I think this was maybe January, February of last year that I was looking at this. And it was garbage. It was straight <laughs> garbage. I rage quit it because it would just drop you in on the map. And then the AI were super fucking tough. And you couldn't do anything after the AI locked onto you. Like, you you could fight or die. And more often than not, you just died. And the AI would mm -hmm. not let you go. Um, so how do you feel just about the general survivability of the, of the world right now? How is, like, the AI acting? Um, you know, so, are you I mean, constantly dying? I've... Yeah, I've been I've been raided quite a bit. I think that's a really cool feature of it. So certain points the the forest like 
calls upon itself or I forgot exactly what it's called. Uh, but they they group up together and then you just get flooded by all sorts of different enemies. There's actually actual like wildlife in the game, different boars that'll chase after you and they're relentless. They'll they'll kill you uh, and then, you know, in, until you're dead. <laughs> so uh, they, they won't give up until uh, that job succeeded. Um, so like right here, though, you can see all this is wood. When it rains, that wood will actually start to start to rot. And you can't even rest in the game until you make a bed. So you have to start from the basics. Uh, I decided to kind of build this on a rock because I thought it was cool being right by the ocean. Uh, there's boats and stuff in the game at some point whenever I get that far. Um, so I want to take advantage. I'm build I'm going to plan on building a dock that's going to go out um, that'll actually attach with the boat when I get to that point. Excellent. Um, in terms of like the the crafting and all that stuff or like is it does it make sense is it something is it pretty comprehensible to like i need to make this kind of bench or this kind of station in order to work with wood and then like if i need to make stone i need to oh like, absolutely have yeah 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 um and then you have to you have to make sure things are structurally sound if if you try to build something just to build it it's it's my i spent a good half hour last night rebuilding my roof because it kept falling in because it wasn't structurally sound so um, things will fall apart if you if you don't have it built correctly too, which I think is the most drawing aspect of it, like the way it snaps. And I'm a perfectionist, so I love seeing just how it like comes together. Um, as you see, I have that little shack right there out of nowhere. Um, th that's because you have to have a bench um, to repair your tools, and the bench has to have a roof over it before you can even do that. So I had to build that right there to get it going, and it only allows a certain radius. So I mean, this game, you have to like do things and you have to plan it out or you could potentially be setting yourself back. We have this huge, huge community that we built. Um, that's, I want to say a good, like two minute walk from this, uh, in game. And we have to literally haul a cart with trees, uh, wood in it to continue building it. Cause we've mined so much of the trees surrounding the base. Dang. So like right here, you can see I'm attaching the roof. Um, and there's certain ways you have to use like two by fours and everything mm -hmm. to actually get it to stay and, and be structurally sound or it'll fall apart. Yeah. So, like, the building seems pretty fleshed out. Um, you know, you said that you, you haven't really done much of the uh, the combat stuff. Uh, but how is, like, the other survivability? Like, do you have to, like, build farms and, like, oh, like, I have to go hunt and harvest uh, some so, deer and stuff? Yeah, eating um, helps you with your stamina. As, as, far, as far as I know. So, don't, don't please don't butcher me if there's more that goes to it. Um, I've literally spent, I think, like 180 days in game just building. Um, everyone laughs at it, but I'm I come to find out there's billions of people out there who are just playing this game just to build it. Um, but in terms of like PvP and stuff, uh, I think there's up to six bosses, and you have to actually explore the whole entire world to find them. And some of them are very hard to find. Um, as far as I know, two of my buddies have told me I have three bosses that are within walking distance, so we don't even need to use a boat to get to them. I'm just saving the best for last, you know. Um, I'm a big completionist. Uh, that's why when I get I get a game like this under my uh, under under my thumb, and then I just can't let up until I until I completely destroy it. I have a quick question. Um, in, in the in the video clip that uh, was recently shown to us, correct me if I'm wrong, but at the beginning of cutting down these trees, were you just fucking throwing haymakers at that tree? Yeah, yeah. So when your weapon breaks, you just start punching <laughs> everything. Um, one thing too, so you're just seeing me play solo. This can host up to 10 people in, in the game. Um, and then there's, there's dedicated servers with up to a hundred people. 
Um, so this game is still coming out with more and more features as we speak. Um, I've seen people with just crazy looking hammers, you know, we're, you know, think like Marvel type Thor hammers, uh, um, if you will, a lot of different, uh, capabilities in, in terms of armor sets and, and what you could wear. I, I just am being kind of, I don't know, stuck in my ways until I finish building what I want to build. Well, yeah, you, you can't defend your home unless you have a home. <laughs> thanks big thanks big thanks <laughs> thanks um okay so yeah right now these things that are attacking you right here these are the things yeah, this that, is what got, oh sorry uh, these are the things that piss me off when i played this like pre-alpha like these i i recognize those things as like that they would not leave me alone and i'm like i don't even have like an axe or something yet like it they just absolutely destroyed me and it was part of the reason i rage quit when i was when I was trying out the pre-alpha like over a year ago. <laughs> so this is where uh, I was getting raided, uh, the Call of the Forest. I pretty much just built a wall, and then I just got back to building anyways. Um, I wasn't really trying to mess around with them too much. I wanted to uh, get this completed, because um, once I get stuck on a project, I, I try to finish it. But I'm very uh, OCD, and once I, like, I'll go to start something and then i'll go to mine more trees and then i'll notice another project on the way wasn't finished so then i'll get stuck into that project um it's been a nightmare kind of <laughs> so that does sound like a fucking nightmare i'm kind of the same way with minecraft um you this is obviously early access and so kind of like the the last big question i have and i can turn it over to the other guys or whatever you know whatever else discussion we have so the big question i have is have you ran into anything that is like bug wise that is so infuriating that it absolutely does not make the game that it makes the game not worth playing so not really i've had issues where the game went to load and it took a while to load in and if you just let it go it eventually will let you in outside of that though i haven't really noticed anything that was too game breaking for me um i do notice you know some some frame drops here and there um at which point i'll just drop the graphics down i'm not exactly sure if that's maybe because i mean like i said this is just tip of the iceberg my whole entire base is just hundreds of just days spent in the game just building so um i, I don't know if maybe me dropping frames is because there's so much going on and it's the, the game's having a hard time rendering everything um but outside of that nothing really too too hard Gotcha. Uh, Green. That have you seen of Valheim? What questions, thoughts, opinions do you have? Um, I've been keeping an eye on this game. Uh, I, have, I have several people who want want me to actually try and play this game. Um, so, would you classify this? And and as Zombie pointed out in the chat, would you would you classify this as essentially as uh, like Viking Minecraft? Yeah, so uh, my big thing is I always call it Viking Sims because um, I don't play for anything else but like the the sim building feature of it. So, um, yeah, um, it's pretty much what you would expect from Minecraft, just with a uh, different face uh, facelift. People even laugh and say, "Wow, Fortnite looks a little bit different tonight," um, just because of the building and the way you build up and everything. Yeah, and I'm kind of curious. I've seen like a little bit of like the boss fights and stuff like that. It does seem to have some MMO RPG, like systems in there with you know interesting boss battles and you said like you can craft armor and weapons and stuff i'm assuming those also have like different stat changes and mm -hmm. is that so fair uh, to assume? 
Yeah, the, the different weapons will give you different abilities. My buddy, uh, Primal Genocide, has this hammer. Or if he swings it down, it like eradicates everything within a certain radius. So where you would see me normally either punching stuff or taking a swing with an axe, he would just use this big hammer, swing it down. It would break everything around him, which would pretty much cut my work in half. Dang. Some Thor's hammer, hammer of God. Yeah, oh, yeah. Superpowers. <laughs> uh, Padre. Thoughts, opinions? Yes. Oh, I ain't got anything personally. Uh, I actually spent a good amount of time talking about this game just the other night with a friend, and I think um, I think I'm going to actually commit to going ahead and picking it up today, and then giving it a shot myself. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Anything else on Valheim right now, guys? Anything else you want to mention, Cody? Um, I definitely would like to see um <clears throat> a larger uh, server size, um, and maybe a little bit more in terms of um, you know, content. If there's only six bosses. Um, I, I don't exactly know how long that goes, but I heard there's not much to do after that. So eventually down the road, I'd like to see a little bit more in terms of content. But again, I'm just building, so I probably could care less if I ever see that. <laughs> gotcha. I'm curious now. Minecraft has End Dragon, Wither. They have the Guardians. And they have the Raids. So that's four bosses i mean so six bosses right out the gate not bad i don't think rust has any like boss battles at least not off the top of the enemy yeah rust is really an experiment in uh the depravity of of the human condition (laughs) (laughs) i've seen so many awesome rust videos like uh i the one that comes to mind is the guy who has like the the storefront and people have to answer questions if they answer it wrong it has like the trick floor that he knocks out (laughs) um i love those videos yeah there was one guy on youtube who i can't for the life of me remember um i want to say he was an aussie who his whole shtick was he would just load into servers wait for someone to mess with him and then just go raid them <laughs> and just like, or like in like, especially like in public servers where there's like cheaters and whatever else like who would just go and, you know, fuck with these cheaters. I can't, rem- can't remember who it is. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Volheim. Is that it on Volheim? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Okay. Uh, Rev. Yes. You've got a game. I do. I do. Um, and this one is not going to be just me talking about a game that nobody's ever heard of, because I think you guys were actually in there for for some portion of this playthrough, um, for this heart-wrenching playthrough that was Omori. Uh, so Omori is a uh, is a newer kind of like RPG-esque indie title that it's got. So it's got the, the way I had it described to me most, and I haven't played Earthbound myself, so I couldn't verify this, but I could definitely understand where they were coming from. It's like if Earthbound and Undertale met and had similar, uh, you know, similar vibes and similar, uh, you know, ways things worked. But a lot of the battles were like hand-drawn, which was really cool, but it was done up in an RPG style. But it tackles in in the weirdest ways at first like you know mental health issues uh amongst like uh teenagers and stuff but you come to find out there's like a lot more deep-seated trauma that was going on um and i can say that without spoiling anything because of how many twists and turns there actually are in this game and 
how uh, you can actually change the outcome yourself, like in most of the games I play. Um, it was a, it was a beautiful game. It's made by uh, OmoCat, I believe is the name of the developer, and it's been a project that was going on for about five years. And the finished product was absolutely phenomenal. There was uh, I never ran into any kind of like little buggy issues where I got stuck somewhere or you know I was getting cheesed on by a boss or anything like that. Uh, it's very intuitive as well, which I was actually very appreciative of because I'm I'm kind of stupid uh, and end up getting lost in games quite a bit. But there, this game has a good way about kind of like turning you around and putting you back on like the path to where you need to go if you're kind of just like getting yourself lost. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a fantastic game. The battle system, uh, each each individual character kind of had their own skill set. Like you had your guy that was like he was kind of a cook, so he was your support healer kind of character. You had your your motivational kind of guy. You had your your powerhouse, and you had your main character who was just kind of like your your everyman kind of character. And it was just it was done really well. And it takes place in like two different worlds, like what they called uh, white space, which is actually just the dream world. You come to find out um, very early on. That's not like an in game spoiler type thing. And then some of the game takes place in the real world (laughs) yeah no you you find this out like within the probably the first hour of the game you find out okay so i'm in a dream you know and then and then it alternates like when you go back to bed that night you go back to that dream world and that's where you start piecing together the story of why everybody's acting the way they are in the real world and what's representative of that stuff in the dream world and it's it was just really well written ending was kind of long for me i it felt like the ending itself was like three hours long uh, it was like Lord of the Rings Return of the King. It was just forever and a half long. But aside from that, it, it, and the problem is they couldn't really shorten it. Otherwise, it would have impacted, like impacted it in a negative way because it had to really finish telling the story. It just kind of felt like it took a while. And I feel like had I not done it in a content creation space where it was, it felt like it was dragging on if I had just like been sitting there and enjoying the game itself, I wouldn't have even felt that way. It just kind of felt like, I was also kind of in a hurry that day. And I was like, okay, yeah, I have about this long left in the game should. So I'll be done. And this then I was like, live. okay, cool. I've hit the end Four hours late there. Like <laughs> shit, I'm still going. Like, and, uh, but no, it's aside from that, like one little issue for me, which isn't necessarily an issue with the game in and of itself. It was just a personal preference. Fantastic game. Amazingly in depth, all kinds of multitudes of characters and villains and, bosses and everything and then like you'll see like these wacky characters in the dream world and you'll see like posters of them as like fictional characters in the real world and stuff it's just it was it was wild but it's a probably honestly i'll say it i've kind of been mulling this idea around to see i would i'd put it in my top three favorite games of all time i'll be 100 percent honest with you it was that good to me damn yeah that is real strong praise yeah, it's it played super. It played really well. I come to find out, apparently, there's like a Google Sheets out there. They're still trying to piece together everything you can do in that game. Like people are, which mm. is it's a relatively newer game. Like uh, lately, you know, like for the last couple of months, I've been covering games that are a little bit older. They mm. may have like a, a cult classic feel or just like flew under the radar type thing. This one's actually relatively new. I think it came out late 2020, maybe early 2021. So it's not an older game. So people are still trying to figure everything out. Kind of like when Undertale was in its prime and it took people a long time to kind of start figuring out everything you can do and what there is in Undertale. So that's where some of the comparison comes in for me. Yeah. So I just, I love how you said um, how this really emphasizes on different, like, I guess topics we normally wouldn't see in your typical day-to-day video game and how it just Mm -hmm. like shows you a different side and different world of it. That to me 
just has such a powerful potential and such a such a really crazy like immersion value to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's really it's one of the other interesting things is it shows in the real world because in the dream world, all of the characters that are in the dream world are years younger, like five or six years younger. Um, in the real world, they're all like fresh out of high school, I think. Like they're in the summer after high school. And you kind of see what tragedy can do to people in different ways by seeing what a certain negative event that happens in the game has done to each one of these people and how they've coped or haven't been able to cope. It was it, like, as I was playing it, I, I just remember sitting there thinking like, damn, you know, like you you empathize with these people because you've seen stuff like this in the real world and how young people deal with tragedy and how it doesn't always play out, you know, to the best for them as they're growing up. Cause they don't know how to process these things. And it was just, I don't know, man, it was wild. It was deep. It's very, so, very deep for the combat because you mm-hmm. said it was like RPG. What would you say it would it would be similar to uh, for Final those Fantasy. of us who? Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Final like I'm Final sold. Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, it's like Final Fantasy, like the old school Final Fantasy turn based style. Like you, you, you have your attack, your skills, your items, and then um, guard, and like those are your four things you can do. And then between the whole turn, you can choose to attack or run away. So yeah, it was like it was almost picturesque like old school final fantasy and its battle system but all of the battles were like hand drawn on paper and ink but really well done it was mind-blowing i was like it was it was insanely good and one of the things they instituted i almost completely forgot about this in the battle system is the use of actual emotions in the battle so everybody starts out neutral emotions and then there's almost like a rock paper scissors effect like if you get made happy you have, um, I think it's like happy is more powerful than angry. Angry is more powerful than sad. Sad is more powerful than happy. But they also like, if you're inflicted on uh, with sad, you when you get hit, attacked, you don't take full damage to your health. You take part of the damage to what is, they call it juice on there, which is essentially your, like your mana or your SP if you're playing, I think, or MP, MP, that's what it is. And, um, and then like angry, your defense goes down, but your attack goes up and then happy. It's like the other way around. Your attack goes down a little bit, but your defense goes up and the neutral kind of puts you like in there in the middle with no advantages or disadvantages. And so that was really interesting. And there's certain attacks that you learn and skills that you learn. Cause there's also that, like as you level up, you learn more skills like a Pokemon. Um, and certain skills would be more effective under certain emotional, uh, emo- or emotions. Like, so like the main character, Mori has a, 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 movie learns at like level five called lucky slice and it does a lot more damage if he's happy and so you can actually like plot out how you do things with the other characters before it gets to him to make him happy so when he uses lucky slice it's more powerful it's i mean it was incredibly in depth it was more i think about i'm like shit that was really uh really in depth in in the battle it was mind yeah that's crazy (laughs) i almost completely forgot about that but yeah. yeah And it's cool because you could see it like you don't you don't it won't tell you your enemy's sad or your enemy's happy. You actually have to like read their emotions like you have to look at their face and be like, okay, they're sad. So if this attack does better against sad opponents, I need to use this against them. Or you can actually do things to make your opponents feel different emotions. So it's like, well, this does better against a happy opponent. I'll use so and so over here to like pep talk the bad guy to make them happy. So that way I could hurt them more, you know, Hey, what's up? I'm about to smack you a second time. Yeah, it's, 
How many times you got to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> I'm just so, glad to be recognized. I just, I, I love the fact that, you know, in a day, a day and age where graphics are such a hard selling point, you see and, and get to experience such a crazy story from, from a game like this, you know, where, where the mm -hmm. graphics might not be on par with a AAA, you know, Call of Duty title, but the story's just going to blow it out of the water 10 times over. Yeah, and see, that's where like where a lot of gaming preference comes in too. Cause like I know a lot of people that you know that enjoy the the realistic aspect of a lot of first person shooters. And like me myself, I am more drawn towards like the narrative driven story based games. Uh, typically, I can't even play a game if it takes longer than like 15 hours to beat because I have a pretty short attention span. But this one, like when I saw the uh the the comparisons being drawn with uh Undertale. I was like, I have to. I was like, I, I have to. I, I have to try this one, even though it says it's it like takes like twenty five hours to beat. So I, I didn't really have a choice there. <laughs> uh, and it, it was, but yeah, the narrative driven aspect of it is what really got me because, like, my entertainment value relies more on being able to like feel the emotions elicited through a story as opposed to, um, you know, the realistic aspect of the thrill of a first person shooter. There's nothing necessarily wrong with any anybody's opinions on anything like that it's just that's where my personal preferences lie gotcha um real quick just a few things um you were right it was released uh late last year it was released mm -hmm. uh christmas day december 25th 2020 and it looks like it just got an update recently um currently retailing on steam for 20 bucks it has already gone well, on sale once uh, at fifteen ninety nine, um, so yeah, it's that it's already been on sale once. Um, I think that was uh, was that during the was that during the lunar festival? Probably, yeah. I think I, I think it was because I think I I think that's when I picked it up. And a hundred percent, man. Like normally, I'll sit here and kind of be like, oh, I mean, you know, wait, wait for it to go on at twenty bucks. If if you're interested at all, it's worth the buy. I mean, if 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 you do want to wait for it to go on sale, I mean, by all means, but. I would say it is well worth the 20 because one, it's a long game mm -hmm. and two, you know, there are multiple endings to it. Yeah. So you could go back and revisit it at a different time. Yeah. So I mentioned it was on steam. It's also on PS4, switch, 3DS, Xbox one and Mac. Wait, <laughs> what did you say? 3DS? I, I did. I stutter. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like the last game they made for 3DS? It has to be. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know it still had like any sort of store capabilities. They are they're closing the 3DS store down soon. I know that. Um, yeah, that's that's what it says on when I when I looked up the game on Google. If that's incorrect, then they need to fix their Google listing. Yeah, because it's not showing it on uh, on the actual, uh, like the Wikipedia page. It's not showing it on 3DS. Yeah, it's telling me right here. I'm looking at it. I Googled it. It says platforms, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, Nintendo 3DS, Xbox One, and Mac. This looks like it would be an awesome game on the Switch, though, to be honest, since we're on that. <laughs> like, oh. if I can get on the Switch, I think I'm going to have to. It was. It was. It looks like it was uh, released on the 3DS. There, there during the uh, the Kickstarter, after the Kickstarter was funded, they they released a version on the 3DS, and then eventually pulled it because now there's a petition to keep Omori on the 3DS. 
the the 3ds nintendo's desperately trying to end support for it but people are still using the 3ds because they haven't done certain things for the switch mm-hmm. like and then like a netflix app there's not a netflix app for the switch so people are still like why are you ending service for Netflix on the 3DS? We need <laughs> like Sorry guys, you might just need to use your phones. <laughs> Wait, the 3DS has Netflix, yeah. Netflix? I guess. Yeah, what type of stream is that? I mean, or maybe it's the Wii U. Maybe it's the Wii U. Um Yeah, no, there's still like certain things like the 3DS and the Wii U owners are still holding on to them because there are certain things that are just aren't available on the switch yet. And Nintendo is desperately trying to end live services and people are like, no, please don't <laughs> please. God, no, just buy a Chromecast. Uh, well, it's so cheap. It's so cheap and it works. Um, okay. So that's Amori. Any other thoughts, questions, opinions we wanted to get down on there on a, on Amori? No, we good. I feel like I was, pretty in depth on that <laughs> yeah you were yeah yeah um i hated it <laughs> um it was a spooky game spooky game um okay do we want to take a quick break or do we want to go right into our next topic and then take a break dealer's choice my guy uh let's let's get through this here real quick uh okay. so we were just kind of talking about nintendo i mean this rolls right you know we were just talking Nintendo, so let's talk uh, some Nintendo updates. Although I have a typo here in the show notes, or not in the show notes, in the um, in the topic. So there we go, nice and fixed. There we are. We had a Nintendo Direct and some Pokemon news um, since the last show. So let's start with a Nintendo Direct. Um, there were some things that were announced. Uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD is coming out on the Nintendo Switch, and they announced, of course, some accessories. Uh, to be included with that. The Splatoon 3 was announced. Everyone's favorite Mario Golf Super Rush. Mm-hmm. Project Triangle Strategy uh, is, was announced. It also has a demo that you can try right now for the Switch. Um, Star Wars Hunters, which is going to be a free-to-play squad-based, squad-based multiplayer game. Uh, and there's like a bunch of other stuff that was announced that I... or just got like people are not really announced, but just some stuff that got updated and some release dates and stuff like that. But there's a lot and I didn't necessarily want to mention it all. I just kind of wanted to get the uh, highlights. I'm excited for knockout city. That was that on the switch. I thought that Mm -hmm. that was on the PlayStation. It was during, they, they, I think it's coming to multiple platforms, but they did, they did showcase it during the direct. Oh, they did. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, because I saw that during the state of play, and I that one has me kind of curious too. Yeah, it'll uh, be a crossplay, so you'll be able to play with your friends on any uh, console, as far as I know. It's always a huge selling point these days. Honestly, is it gonna, for me, is it going to be on PC? No, I'm curious. Okay, cool. I'm pretty sure. Uh, the one uh, man. So where do I even begin? So we finally have uh, Skyward Sword without motion control. That's I'm stoked for that. And I know a lot of people are too, um, but a lot of people are kind of iffy about the joy con movement with it so i don't know how you guys feel about that i know those joy cons in particular though are going to be like a scalper's heaven though i don't, I don't foresee that going down very hot 100 nazi scalps <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah well and anything zelda right zelda's like pokemon 
right? Nintendo can throw a Triforce on something and sell it for $30 more than what it would usually be. And you're right. I can see those Joy-Cons being a being a high-ticket uh, item for scalpers to take. <laughs> 100%. I, I agree with you 100%. Both for gamers and for people who like to uh, do extracurricular activities with the Joy-Cons. That's a thing? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Number one cause of Joy-Con drift. Keister. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I really... Like, what is that called? It's like felching, but like uh, Nintendo felching? It's, uh... It's, um... You can Felchron? get... <laughs> Danny, you want to fill him in? Um, yeah, so instead of uh, plugging the controllers into uh, the Switch, you plug the controller into your ass. Uh, <laughs> a, uh, a Vice reporter put out an article saying that the Joy-Con drift problem gets worse when you shove a Joy-Con up your ass. Uh, <laughs> uh, guys, where's renditions when we need him? We really need, to, need to get my news from this uh, from this more often. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Guys, go read Vice. Uh, they'll tell you all about uh, the ketamine the ketamine <laughs> dealers in <laughs> Uganda. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, it, uh, which just kind of the thing on the Joy Cons. So apparently, um, the PlayStation Five is also having some uh, joystick drift issues too. And uh, I don't remember my – this is just like – this is hearsay. You guys will have to research this for yourselves. Um, the Apparently, also the Xbox Series X controllers are made from the same components that the Switch and the PlayStation 5 controllers are made from. So they might also experience those issues. Like this might be like an industry-wide issue. Uh, with this Joy-Con drift problem. I bet the, the company behind it is just like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, you don't have to worry about Joy-Con drift if uh, you don't ever use joysticks. <laughs> Be a man. <laughs> Be a man. So one thing I really loved, though, um, was the Project Triangle strategy. That game, I got a chance to play the demo. I loved it. It gave me the Octopath Traveler Final Fantasy Tactics vibe. You know, it is a strategic uh, role-playing game. And the conviction scale looks really, really awesome. You know, the choices you make kind of gave me that Fable 2, 3 vibe where the consequences could very well outweigh the choice you make originally. I thought, you know, it has a lot of potential. Dire. Yeah. A lot of dialogue in it though. That that was pretty off-putting. I'll be honest. <laughs> just ew, reading. <laughs> like, I just want a battle. That's that's how I feel about Skyrim sometimes. Just like ugh, reading. That's <laughs> uh, uh, but opposite of what I have issues with Skyrim for. <laughs> just walking. He's like less, more reading, please. Um. So going on from the regular Nintendo Direct, we got some Pokemon news, a Pokemon Direct. We saw some more stuff for the upcoming Pokemon Snap game, uh, which I'm sure has uh, Snap fans just even more erect. Um, and then 
big news for a lot of people. They were this has been something people have been wanting for years, which is a remake for the fourth generation games Diamond and Pearl, and they are uh, called Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Uh, they did say that this is going to be a faithful remake to the original games, and it looks like it's going to be from what they showed in the trailer. Um, there was a lot of people who were pretty concerned about these remakes uh, a little while or a few months ago because apparently Pokemon said, let's go Sinnoh. And so they're like, oh, shit, this is going to be a let's go remake. Um from this announcement, my only complaint, and I know this is going to get me shat on, is the art looks a little off. Um, there's there's something with the because they translated the 2D sprites and into 3D that they made it kind of just too chibi, and I don't know, the proportions look weird. I don't know, it's a little off putting to me that it just doesn't look white right i'm sure with a bit of polish i actually saw some people do some like this is how they can clean it up you know and with other people like on instagram doing that i'm like okay you know what i can get behind like some of this cleaning up like they added some bold lines like some bold outlines around all the characters and stuff like that and i think you know if they do stuff like that i will be perfectly happy with it but the way that the, it was in the trailer uh it just so, kind of gave me a little eh, i didn't quite care for that go ahead for me i i loved Pokemon Yellow. Like when I was a kid, Pokemon Yellow is what got me into Pokemon. Going back to Pokemon Yellow, it looks like someone just threw up a bunch of lines everywhere. Like I try to look at this game as this is a game meant to draw younger generations. Like someone like my daughter who would potentially maybe not be into Pokemon will now get a chance to look at this Pokemon game and probably be about it because maybe those graphics are a little bit more appealing to someone of a younger nature where I don't know. I feel like I'm a huge Pokemon fanatic and I felt like the Pokemon Legend game was more geared towards people like us for our generation yeah. you know what i mean i think they're starting to try to branch the two away and that's kind of the impression i got from the direct yeah or well a- yeah it, well you, so you mentioned it let's uh let's go on ahead uh they also announced a new uh game called pokemon legends arceus and it's set in the ancient Sinnoh region it's an open world game in which uh which is something that pokemon fans have been wanting forever they've always wanted this big wide expansive uh, world which they are you know similar to that of fallout or skyrim or um you know something like that uh or far cry um this might uh and i'm gonna be honest this one might actually be the a, a switch seller they, they might have another switch seller on their hands like they did with uh um what was it uh, uh sword and shield no Breath wild no Animal Crossing. There oh, we go. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh. Ding, 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 yeah, ding, ding, ding. I was so pissed off with that thing, too. I thought the game was going to come with that Switch. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, fucking no, it didn't. It also, was just a special Switch. Hey, so what did you think of uh, the Mario and uh, the Super Mario uh, update for it? They uh, let you do Mario and Luigi now? On um, which one? Uh, I, thought that was, I thought that was pretty oh, cool. I, I thought that was a pretty cool update. Where you, where you can actually add warp pipes to your island and all kinds of stuff now. It's really, oh, yeah, I, I thought that was really cool. Also, I really feel like Green is like just he just has it pent up. So I'm gonna let him say this so we can just argue real quick. Say Who what you're gonna say. For this? Who asked for these remakes? A lot of they people. Could've, they could have they could have easily used the resources and effort to at least at least do second gen games. Yes, yes, yes. So what, like 
Okay, there's only one, 151 types of Pokemon. You're wrong, but okay. Second gen is tolerable. Third gen is even less tolerable. Anything after that is just pure shit. I would like to point out that the fallacy in his argument is already that he said there are 151 types of Pokemon. I don't think there's that many, bud. Oh, we're gonna get. Oh, we're gonna get semantic with this. 151 Pokemon. You have to get. You have to get semantic if you're gonna try to try to form an argument against Danny with Pokemon. I feel like you're semantic. Hey, question for you, Green. Okay, so you say there's 151 Pokemon. Did you watch the TV show? Yes. Okay. Does Togepi count? What does Ho Oh count? Uh oh, for the ho. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. oh, no, they're they're in the they're in the official real. TV show. They're not yeah, real. He, he was in the second episode, I think. You're imagining it. It's like one of those. It's one of those Mandela effects. No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure Ho Oh appears in the first episode. As, as I said at the beginning of my statement, second gen is tolerable. <laughs> Third gen is even less tolerable, but still tolerable. Everything after that is shit. So why did they remake? <laughs> why the fuck did they remake fourth gen and not first at least like at least second? They, but it should have been all the fucking originals like red, they, blue, yellow. They've done that why twice not? now. They've the switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's go in, in current gen. Let's go. I'm not yeah. counting. Let's let, go. Let, let, let's go is not. Is that what? an actual like remake? Yes. Let's yeah. go, Eevee. I thought that yep. was tying the Pokemon Go bullshit. Grimace. You could tell he's like he's like, how dare you make me even say this? <laughs> yes. They and then they did uh, second gen remakes on the DS. Uh, Heart Gold Soul Silver. That's now this Switch. The Switch. I know. Switch. I know. I know what you're saying. I, I get you, baby. Heart Gold and Soul Silver. And then, but here's the thing: is that they haven't revamped uh, the fourth gen games at all. They've already done. Um, they they did uh, Ruby and Sapphire uh, on the 3DS just, right after X and Y. I just want Pokemon Yellow <laughs> on the Nintendo Switch. Don't they have a virtual or Pokemon machine? Pokemon Red on the Nintendo Switch. It make the carts like the colors too, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as far as I'm aware, uh, I thought Let's Go was just a tie-in with the the Pokemon Go. Bullshit. You you like, could you could, you could tie it in, them, but but it was uh, it was a faithful remake of the fourth of the first games. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, it was I basically I, I it was basically a Pokemon wrong. Yellow. It was basically a Pokemon Yellow remake with we'll some see. change mechanics and tie-ins to Pokemon Go. But we'll um, yeah, this uh, so back to Legends of Arceus, or I'm sorry, Pokemon Legends Arceus. I uh, this one, yeah. I think this is gonna be a switch seller to me. Cody, what do you think of uh uh Legends of Arceus? Uh, Pokemon Legends so, Arceus. You know, the big thing is uh the Breath of the Wild vibes is that we have Pokemon Breath of the Wild, and I think that was the showstopper. Just I remember seeing the trailer and just being like, Wow, these graphics are just outrageous. And not only that the way the battling system happened. So instead of the typical introduction, it looks like you just stroll up and you just see, have the battle happen right then and there. To be fair, though, the battling did kind of look choppy. It looked like the frames were just kind of trash. But I mean, to be, you know, this could be something that's still in the works. Outside of that, though, everything else looked like it was just gorgeous. The immersion, um, the just the, the graphics itself, just like I said, I think this is the game 
that's going to drive our generation towards like the legend series and they're going to just take the pokemon series and just keep that gear towards younger kids that's that's my firm belief in it yeah yeah i'm interested in it like i said it might actually sell me a switch we'll see can i uh can i ask a, a quick pokemon question mm-hmm. um who was the who was the first pokemon bulbasaur right on arceus or mew mm. he's the god right then in in the in the Pokedex it's it's Bulbasaur. I didn't say in the Pokedex. Oh well then I well, didn't say not in the Pokedex. Let me let me ask you a clarifying question. First Pokemon for what? Oh, that I'm not going to clarify. Oh okay. I want to I want to I just want to watch the world burn. Okay so <laughs> okay so by original first gen standards it was Mew was like the is like the precursor Pokemon, but in the Pokedex it was 151. Because they didn't discover Mew until they made Mew two, until after they made Mew two, and then and Arceus uh, is uh, the god of Pokemon. Bullshit. Fuck. Fuck that. No. <laughs> no. What about Rhydon? Well, what about Rhydon? Rhydon was the first one to be programmed into the game itself. The, so you want to? You know what? Up. You know we're gonna go on ahead. We're gonna have that argument during the break, guys. We'll be right back in. Uh, hopefully two minutes. If these guys are fighting <laughs> over it, uh, I guess I'll just bring us right back in. We'll be back in two minutes. And break. Are you a coffee lover? Do you need a little pep in your step in the morning? What about knowing where your coffee comes from? Is that important? Well, try Grampian Roast Coffee on Etsy. That's Grampian, G-R-A-M-P-I-A-N. And see our selection of single origin and blended coffees. Use code REVSVEN, R-E-V-S-V-E-N, at checkout to save 15% off of your purchase. Biggest piece of shit I have ever known. You are, the you are just so fucking wrong. I, have I, I cannot believe Danny. how you wrong are you are. pieces of shit I have ever seen, Danny. You, you know what? Well, I might take up Zombie on, on, on just muting you Do and it. taking all of his you subs. Won't. You <laughs> won't. Welcome back to the Next to Nothing podcast. <laughs> Uh, guys, we have some PlayStation news to talk about. We do. We have some. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some uh, state of the state of play happened. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't get it. I watched the watched this this morning. I didn't get to watch it live. <clears throat> uh, one of the things I noticed though is we didn't really get like a ton new. It looked like a lot of announcements of like release dates and some more gameplay. Um, some of the play gameplay from like uh, was it. Uh, Kenna, Kina, Kira, uh, like the Spirit Bridge or whatever. Um, and I'm going to say one thing real quick. When it comes to the state of play and like some of these announcements, I would take all these release dates as tentative, <clears throat> tentative, because if it's anything like last year, and I have a feeling we're going to get some ripples from last year in terms of how development and production of games changed and was affected, we're going to see some ripples. Um, so yeah, it was mostly just uh, announcements in terms of uh, release dates. Um, there was one thing I noticed: uh, the devs from Absolver, uh, Slow Clap is the is the, the is the team uh, revealed a new game called Sifu, which looks like the movie The Raid being turned into a game. It's just kung fu fight, like modern kung fu fighting in like grungy back alleys. It looks fucking great. I, um, I do, I do enjoy me some uh, some the raid. That was a fun movie. Yeah, it looks you like a brutal fighter. Go ahead. Was it old boy? Ooh, 
old boy's a good one. Yeah, it gave me that vibe um, from old boy where you're just going at it and just like the fighting and, and how they were like blocking, transitioning into the different uh, fighting scenes. Um, it gave me that vibe pretty heavily. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie in years. <laughs> um, yeah. And then uh, there's going to be a new story episode of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, and that's going to be released in June. Um, yeah. So in terms of the state of play, did you guys watch it? Was there anything for you there? Like I said, there's nothing really new announcements. And I kind of figured anyone who's looking at it is mostly looking for new games or they already know the release date of the games that they that they announced. Um, yeah, um, so Oddworld, um, Soulstorm, arriving on the PS4, PS5, April 6th, and it's free. Uh, I was sold on that. I love uh, I love that game a lot. Um, Solar Ash was another one that looked really awesome, I thought. Um, outside of that, though, like you said, there was maybe like four games that were announced. The rest were just announced. Like, it was like just updates on stuff. Um, photo mode for Final Fantasy VII, though, kind of got me hyped. I'm not going to lie. A game, a photo mode just needs to be in uh, all games by default. It's just got to be. Uh, anything else from you, Cody, on that? Yeah, I mean, really, um, like I said, it was just a bunch of updates. We had the Crash Bandicoot for uh, the PS5. It pretty much was letting you know all these games are going to look better and play better on the PS5. Um, even uh, with Final Fantasy VII, it was pretty much like, hey, this game's going to be better on the PS5. But the the DLC for it was really cool. Um, I was excited for uh, uh, Yuffie's character and, and getting a little bit more of a breakdown on how she is incorporating with Avalanche, uh, which is the terror cell with Cloud and Baron and Tifa. Um, I'm that was that you know stole the the spotlight for me really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Green Rev, anything from the PlayStation uh, state of play that you wanted to mention? Not me I mean, personally. I I don't don't pay too much attention to PlayStation stuff anymore. Um, given the, you know, the fact that I got pulled to the dark side of the PC world. It has that effect yeah. on people. Mm. Um, so not from the state of play, but something that did break this morning, uh, PlayStation will be con- discontinuing their movie and TV purchases and rental program. Um, here's a quote from their blog at SIE. We strive to provide the best entertainment experience for PlayStation fans. And that means evolving our offerings as customers needs change. We've seen tremendous growth from PlayStation fans using subscription based and ad based entertainment streaming services on our consoles. With the shift in customer behavior, we have decided to no longer offer movie and TV purchases and rentals through the PlayStation store as of August 31st, 2021. Um, one thing uh, that they did also mention is that customers will be able to access the content that they've already paid for after this change. So your purchasers are safe. Don't worry. Um, really not a huge deal, not a huge issue. Sony is obviously making a business choice here to cut fat from a service that isn't profitable and customers aren't losing anything they've already paid for. So I don't think a lot of people really use that much. I think the only time I've ever used that is like it double charged me for, uh, playstation plus plus once and they wouldn't give me the 50 dollars back maybe <laughs> 50 dollars playstation credit and so i just went on and like i bought movies on on uh the playstation store like i yeah. bought batman under the red hood and mad max fury road which i never watch 
Dude, I love Batman <laughs> Under the Red Hood, by the way. I'm I, I didn't know you were into DC animation. It is like every DC animation from like Batman Under the Red Hood all the way up to like uh Justice League Dark, like the last one, oh, have God, been fucking yes. phenomenal. Yes, yeah. Better than any of the live action movies. Like Justice League Doom. Yes. <laughs> Flashpoint Paradox. Oh my god, yes, dude. Thomas Wayne. Oh, dude, I could spend hours just we, we should do this sometime. We should talk we, about we will. We will eventually. I, I promise. It's so good. Nerds! Shut up, Danny. <laughs> I'm so mad at you. Well, real quick before we do transition to the next topic, since we uh did go ahead and discuss some breaking news, even though it was it was related to the PlayStation thing. Um, something I wanted to discuss because it's relevant to the show is after we had spoken with um Brandon Cole, uh was a super blind man and talking about gaming accessibility. And we had discussed the dead by daylight thing um, today with the new patch on dead by daylight. That's coming with the new killer new survivor. They are going to be implementing the, uh, the colorblind accessibility mode that we had explicitly discussed during the time he was on the show. So I thought, I thought that would be relevant to bring up since we were kind of talking about some more breaking news type things that happened today. Yeah, 100%, which is good for them, especially because they had a bit of a PR nightmare related to it. Yeah, and um, unfortunately, it did take them a little too long to implement that in the first place. But at least, at least you know, at least they did have a plan in place and they were working on it. They just had one shithead get them in trouble over it. Yeah, I'm not going to pull punches on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That dude was a shithead. Yeah. Um. I think we're ready to talk about uh, our next topic. Anything else on the PlayStation news that we have? I don't think so. Not for me, anyway. So I, like, raise my hands. Like, hold up, guys. Hold up. <laughs> like, I'm excited. Um, all right. Uh, Green, give me one second here. Green Tech Corner. It's Green Tech Corner, guys. Green, take it away. Yeah. So, uh, NVIDIA. Yeah, yeah, NVIDIA. Um, so NVIDIA is, uh, uh, they've announced their 3060 cards, um, and then they're all, they all have also announced the release of their CMP cards, or uh, what they're referring to as the crypto mining processors, uh, and what seems to be an attempt to appease gamers and miners in like the ongoing current shortage and crisis with the you know, COVID and the, the semi-capacitor shortage. Um, the cards are allegedly designed and optimized for best mining performance. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. Uh, to mine more efficiently and recoup your mining investments faster. Uh, in addition, NVIDIA has added a cryptocurrency hash rate limit uh, with the upcoming GTX 3060. Um, so it's supposed to deter the data miners from buying the 3060s and going with the with the crypto mining specific cards. Um, they say they've achieved this by requiring a secure handshake between software and hardware, which I'm sure is totally secure without a single exploit ever. <laughs> yeah, they've, yeah, they've okay. never had, and there's never been a hardware never. exploit. <laughs> never. That crypto miners have done. So effectively, yeah. NVIDIA has made a problem and immediately sold customers a solution for it. Their syndrome I mean, from The Incredibles. <laughs> right? If everyone's super, no one is. They could just like up production so I can finally get my hands on one, you know? That's I mean, the, the mining thing is awesome, but. Well, um, 
Go ahead. As I said, there's a semiconductor shortage, which is not playing to the favor of you know consumers buying cards. Um, which is a good note. We talked about this last episode about uh, the semiconductors. Uh, with like the companies were pitching a letter to the government um, to help with uh, semiconductor production in the United States. Um, that has been since reviewed and is actually being looked at by the Biden administration. Um, so hopefully we'll have some good news on that soon. Like hopefully they'll actually start funneling more money into that project or, you know, assistance to get the semiconductor production in the U S instead of relying on like Asian company or Asian countries like, you know, China, uh, Vietnam, yeah. stuff like that. Hopefully we'll see. Yeah. China. 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 My China. hands are regular sized. Um, <laughs> hands are huge, huge, huge. Um, so, Danny, what, uh, I know you had some, well, yeah, yeah so related to what Cody said was like upping production, what unfortunately really sucks here is the fact that they can't really up production, so they're splitting their production bandwidth. You know, it's probably not the right word, but their their production capability in half, right? They, they're creating a new SKU for crypto miners to buy hopefully. which is taking away hopefully which is taking away from the other skew that they want gamers to buy so really who are they helping <laughs> it's like the miners they're helping their wallets <laughs> they're, helping, they're helping their wallets exactly it's like you're not helping anybody right you're not actually helping and you know i know we rag on crypto bros here um with their with their giant ass mining rigs that use more electricity in a week than a family of four uses in a year. But, but guys, why do y'all rag on crypto miners? Why? Why? Well, fuck them. That's why. <laughs> fuck them. But yeah, it's like the this they card doesn't help. The they created the issue. They sold a whole bunch of like stock before they before it was available for customers to data miners to begin with. That like mm -hmm. didn't help the shortage whatsoever. No, this doesn't they help the shortage either. Pocket. Oh yeah, this definitely doesn't help. <laughs> but I mean, it's also it's it, it, the the sellers are also to blame. We've talked about that before. Mm -hmm. Just institute a fucking wait list, a fucking numerical wait list. You put your name on that list. Doesn't matter. Like first come first serve. When a when a card's available, boom, sell it to that person. Next in line. Next in line. No mm -hmm. buying 50 of them to fucking put in a custom rig that's going to fucking do math for 24 <laughs> hours a day. So they see my in fucking bit my uh, Bitcoin. Me and my buddy uh, Tom were talking about this subject. And I mean, it's kind of an interesting theory. Like, what if they're just there's just a, a big warehouse filled filled with these and they're just creating demand every single time they launch a new wave of them and they're Very just good. hoarding them. You know what I mean? Because uh, we were talking about this investigation. What if it leads to that? And there's just a warehouse filled with like PS5s, new Xboxes, new GPUs, all of that. I I think it's very unlikely. Yeah, I know. <laughs> as, as much like as much as I would wish that would be the case, um, because especially with COVID, like COVID was the main factor here. Uh, if you know if you don't have if you have warehouses or uh, yeah, manufacturing warehouses in China that like were shut down for literal months with no employees working, then, uh, you know, 
same thing that would happen to every other company. You know, especially like meat pro- processing. Uh, meat processing was hit really hard. Uh, like uh, farmers had to like either uh, they, they they so locally here. I live in Iowa. Uh, local farmers had to essentially stock or, or schedule meat lockers, like local meat lockers, out until 2022. Um, with uh, so they didn't have to waste any of their their cattle or pork, um, and just euth- euthanize them and throw them away, because they had too much, too much going in, and not enough going out. So like if you like deer hunting season, um, was going to be rough because you couldn't actually get your deer into a meat locker because farmers already had those those slots taken up, so they didn't have to kill their you know cows or pigs. Just so the, the, uh, Put your own meat. Be a man. Be a man. Yeah, that that was something I was actually listening on my way into work this morning. Um, NPR, and in the morning they have the uh, marketplace morning report from American Public Media, and they were saying we're kind of in this weird stumbling period of this co- of the COVID pandemic, where manufacturing demand is higher than what can be supplied and it's across the board. It's like they mentioned semiconductors, which computer parts, phone parts, car parts, like uh, semiconductors are used in appliances, you know, so that's one part of it. And then you have like lumber and iron and food, like all these manufacturing facilities that have to continue with social distancing and COVID-19 prevention practices which slows down their production and ultimately affects consumers and customers in such a way that we can't get the products that we want or need, which sucks. And it affects, it affects everybody across every industry, except for maybe like advertising. What's that? Tariffs. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Tariffs didn't help. Tariffs didn't help. We're going to help. We're going to own it. Right. We're gonna negotiate <laughs> better tips. Oh uh, yeah, we have we have plenty of people to buy our corn and soybeans around the world, don't we? Huh. Corn. Sorry. <laughs> me if you didn't know Cody, me and Green are from Iowa and we <laughs> uh we have we have some pretty strong feelings. Uh Do you listen to Iowa though? What's that? What's what that? Do you listen to Iowa? It's one of my favorite oh, albums. I love that album. I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Slipknot before they sold out. So I, I'm from Ohio, though, so Ohio's probably not much better than Iowa, to be I, honest. There's a lot of lakes. I heard, it, I heard it's for lovers. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I actually, uh, what was it, Hartford Heights uh, played. That was my one of my daughter's first concerts I ever took her to. So it's fucking hilarious you said that. <laughs> oh, it. my goodness. Um Anything else on this uh, on this episode of Green's Tech Corner? No, I don't. I, I'm, does anyone have any anything else on that? What would you like to see come out of this? I guess what what would be your best case scenario? Um, you know, yeah. moving forward, what do you think they could do with their GPUs? I honestly, I think they should just continue making the consumer cards. Um, I, I don't think that miners are going to buy into a whole you know, a mining specific card. 
uh, simply because they will buy, literally buy any card to mine with. It doesn't matter if it's uh, a 900 series all the way up to you know a, a 3000 series. So just continue doing what you're doing and and sell like through the proper channels and then hopefully hopefully companies will realize that it's a it would be best to have semiconductor production here at, at least closer to here um because it's not sustainable uh, in like future pandemics or future natural disasters to be relying on one specific source yeah i do have one more question mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the first poke? Never mind. <laughs> Again, damn. Um, yeah, and then just on top of that, I I'm really confused as to why Nvidia seems to think that their security is going to work out this time. Because, yeah, sure, you added a hash rate limiter, but that's it's not like that's going to get exploited. It's going to get exploited within the first week, guaranteed. There's there's they're, there's they're people on the red team. The What's that? They're just sitting there with the dunce hat on, like yeah. we are professionals. Yeah, there's there are red team hackers who are probably already, you know, chomping at the bit to exploit that to be the first one. Imagine real quick. I, I know this we're this is just a tangent, but imagine being the red the red team hacker who figures that out and gets to sell it first to all these crypto bros. How much money, money. that money exploit? how much money that money or how much money that exploit's going to be. <laughs> I jealous, jealous. Cause that, that's like a, that's a supercar in like one payment. I'm sure. We'll pay you in Bitcoin. Good <laughs> sir. <laughs> Before so I seen this thing. Yeah. I seen this thing. It was like Mortal Kombat tournament, like eight years ago, they were paying what it was fourth through sixth place uh up to 25 bitcoins like eight years ago oh my goodness first place was like 500 bucks it's like man dude imagine getting fourth place and just holding on to it and you'd be like a billion a millionaire now right or a couple thousand you know maybe not a million (laughs) i don't know some of those guys might be millionaires by now but um we have one more topic are you guys good to move on yes sir I i believe so Oh, whoops. Uh, that was the wrong. No, I hit wrong buttons. Mark it on the bingo. <laughs> bingo. Bingo. Uh, I have a bingo by now. Reach out to green if you guys have a bingo. Yeah. Um, bingo card can be found on my, twi- my, my Twitter page. <clears throat> deals of the month. So, guys, every month we bring you guys uh, deals that you can snag right now. Uh and I, I'm going to just start us out. Uh, Rev, you're going to recognize a few names on this list here. Uh, first, sure on Twitch Prime Gaming, you can pick up Adventures of Chris until March 12th. Oh, I love that game. I uh, love Chris. What's that? I said, I go, I love that game. They'll go, I just like Chris. He, he was He's a nice guy. The guy that made the game. So, yeah, yeah. He's a little gassy. <laughs> um. <laughs> Next was the Academy first riddle until March 19th. You can pick up Bomber Crew Deluxe until April 1st. Uh, I'm going to butcher this one. Uh, Scene More X is available until March 26th. Tengami is available until April 1st. Rav, here's another one for you. Blasphemous until April 1st. They just did new updates to it, too, that actually gave it a crossover with uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night since they're both made by Team 17. 
So yeah, pick that shit up. It's good. Strata is available until March 5th. Skydrift available until April 1st. And Boomerang Foo is available until April 1st. Uh, going on over to Epic Games. Uh, of course, if you guys are interested, use the... Uh, I know it doesn't exactly help Rev, but use code REVSVEN to help support the show over uh, there at Epic use Games. That, use that shit whenever Kingdom Hearts comes out. True. <laughs> Uh, Sunless Sea is going to be available until March 4th at 10 a.m., so pick that up, and that's uh, 10 a.m. CST. Uh, Wargame Red Dragon is going to be available March 4th through March 11th. That uh, is all for Epic right now. Uh, I'll check in a little while to see when uh, what the next game for Epic is going to be. And I'll uh, inevitably forget to mention it. And I'll apologize for it. Uh, next, I checked Humble Bundle. Of course, uh, full disclosure, we do have a Humble Bundle affiliate link. If you guys are interested in using that, it'll help support the show. We do make money off of that. So be forewarned when we suggest that you guys can pick up the Tales of Love and Adventure Bundle. That's going to be available for six more days. $15 gets you eight games, including the Telltale Batman game and Tales of Monkey Island Complete Pack. And, of course, there's also the wayfarers wayfarers bundle that's going to be available for eight more days for twelve dollars you can get seven games which includes off-world trading company and some dlc as well as ashes of the singularity does it have just what i need wait what so the wayfarers bundle ah no i got okay. it all right okay i got you boo boo Padre, Xbox. Yo. Oh, yeah. So Xbox this month, uh, they, they're kind of lacking in the uh, the games with gold, except for uh, Vicious Attack Llama Apocalypse. No idea what that is. I want to, though. So, but in the games with gold this month, um, from the 1st to the 31st, you can get Warface Breakout, which uh, looks like a, I haven't looked too much into it, but it seems like kind of a first-person shooter type game. Is I don't it know, Warface? It looks- yeah, Warface. Yeah, I know what Warface is. It's a um, it's a first person shooter that's done on the Crytek engine, so it'll run similar to like Far Cry. It's a free to play okay. shooter on PC, so I don't know what Breakout is though. Yeah, maybe it may be like some kind of like add on because I know sometimes they'll they'll do that with the games with gold. Um, but yeah, you can get Vicious Attack Llama Apocalypse from the 16th of March to the 15th of April. Um, and then for the old school games from the 1st to the 15th of March, you can get Metal Slug 3. And then Port Royale 3, you can get from the 16th to the 31st of March. Uh, game Pass has some decent stuff coming, though. Uh, game Pass is getting Code Vein on PC. And then Pillars of Eternity 2 is coming to Cloud and Console. Wreckfest is coming to Cloud, con- cloud Console and PC. Killer Quinn Black is coming to cloud and console. Dirt 5 is coming to cloud console and PC. Elite Dangerous is console only. And then Super Hot Mind Control Delete, which is a popular one, is coming to Game Pass on PC. And that's about all they're really getting. There's some updates and some, uh, they're like some Series X and S upgrades coming and, and stuff like that. But aside from that, that's all that's really going on with Xbox and at, at the moment. All right. Uh, Green Elite, now that you're done playing with your sumo bun, it's not a sumo bun anymore, it's a full bone ponytail. It's a warrior's wolf tail. <laughs> What's coming up on PlayStation? Uh, so we got PlayStation this month is Final Fantasy 7 Remake, 
uh, for the PlayStation 4, uh, Farpoint for the PlayStation 4, and then Remnant from the Ashes for PlayStation 4. Um, Then they also have the uh, Maquette. I don't know how to pronounce that for the PS5. Maquette. Can you use it in a sentence? M-A-Q-U-E-T-T-E. I do not know how to use that in a sentence. It sounds like Maquette. Yeah, sometimes they just make the titles like impossible to pronounce. I think just for the shock value of it. Or, like, you know what? Sounds good. You know, it's something we'll, probably we'll like a fight about it. <laughs> I say it's probably something that's like French or whatever. And there's just guys laughing at us. <laughs> um, poor Americans just not understanding how to speak the language. Americans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, and then uh, Cody, you said something about Final Fantasy seven. So the Final Fantasy VII uh, game that's free, one thing to keep in mind, um, if you have a PS5, this free game will not get the upgrade to the PS5. You actually have to own the disc-based version, and then that's going to be upgraded to the PS5 uh, right when the DLC hits in June. All right, perfect. That's it for PlayStation. Yeah, okay. Excellent, and I mean, I think that's all we got for uh, deals of the month. Unless anyone had anything they wanted, anything else they wanted to throw out. No. Nope. Use use code RevSven. <laughs> Speaking of RevSven, RevSven, uh, I heard that prick got partner on YouTube. That dude. Hey. What a douche. Why do Why do good things happen to bad people? I don't know, dude. If I'd have known it was, yeah, if I'd have known that's all it took, I'd have been a dick a lot sooner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Uh, Cody, we're going to start with you. Tell us um, what's coming up on your channel, where people can find you, and uh, yeah, all that good shit. So, uh, I had one of my uh, indie game developers from way back in the day hit me up. He has a brand new game he wants me to test out. It's called Hyperdrive. It's it's pretty awesome. There's like some post-apocalyptic vibes coming from it. So I'm excited to kind of hopefully dive into that with the interview. We're doing like just a, a makeshift, just going at it full send. So I'm going to try to get that going in the next hour or so. Um, and just really probably diving into a lot more Viking Sims, to be honest. Dope. And where can people find you? All the, all the uh, places. So you could, <laughs> my bad. I thought at the beginning of the show, you wanted me to do that. <laughs> so you can find Both. me on it's, it's a reminder. Yeah, you, um, you both's good. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Twitch, uh, at Jopper Cody is all my uh, collective uh, social media platforms. Excellent. Uh, Green, what's coming up on your channel? I don't know. I'm working on content. Um, I have uh, content going to TikTok now. Well, more steadily um, than it was before. Um, I'm working on my first like actual like official YouTube video. It's taking some time because I'm trying to like get the, like my you know style process down. I'm I'm still I'm I'm in, I'm I'm on training wheels right now. Chill out. I, I'm gonna <laughs> go ahead and gas them up a little bit. I actually really enjoyed your video on Battlefield Six. I liked how it was how it was done and how informative so, it was. You like how the you uh, like how the video like or the my face cam was like the scope of the gun. Yep, loved it. It was funny. Anyway, you can catch me on twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Greenlee. All the other socials, uh, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, um, OnlyFans. I'm on OnlyFans. I have nothing posted to OnlyFans, but you know you can subscribe to me. It's free. I don't think anyone's actually done it yet. It's real, though. <laughs> Padre, what's coming yes. up on your channel? Man, I was... <sighs> 
I don't know. I'm going to have to figure something out now. I was actually going to go ahead and start Little Nightmares 2 because I've been waiting to play that for a while. But uh, an opportunity actually came up. So I, I'll, I, what's coming up on my actual Twitch channel, I'm not sure yet. But um, next Wednesday, I actually get to do a pre-launch, uh, a pre-launch stream working in coordination with uh, Explosive and Side Nine Happiness to stream their new game, Freak Apocalypse. Um, it comes out on the 11th, and they got a they got a bunch of creators in for for a pre-launch, uh, basically showcase. So I'm really excited to be a part of that. But on YouTube, I'm going to be delving further into the Happy's Humble Burger Barn lore. Uh, it since Burger Farm is in alpha, the sequel, and it's being published by Tiny Build. Um, I, I get to kind of work a little bit with Tiny Build on some stuff, and uh, Scythe Dev Team has been really cool working, you know, giving me some information on on Burger Barn. So there's actually an updated version of it that ties into Burger Farm. I'm going to play both of those as like my first kind of like big video for the post partnership thing. I, I'm thinking about though on on Twitch. I'm, I may just go ahead and start Kindergarten Two. Kindergarten One was a ton of fun. It was super graphic, super uh, super violent. A lot of kids died. It was kind of funny. Um, full disclosure: that sounds horrible out of context, um, <laughs> but it's hilarious. It, it, the first one was great, so I can't wait to play the second one. So we'll probably just do that. Um, and then tomorrow night, uh, one of my one of my best friends, Mr. Wingles, uh, he's another Twitch streamer, is actually camping out here for about a month. Um, just like right in front of my house so we're probably going to do like some just chatting stuff and just have have fun while he's here that's probably what a lot of my stuff's going to be around dope guys go check out revsven of course links oh, yeah. for yeah, everybody Rev. everybody yeah, you can find me everywhere at revsven tv uh yeah what do you danny yeah what do you got coming up Ooh. Eh. Ooh. um I'm playing Dishonored right now. I started playing Dishonored on uh, Friday. I'm going to continue with that. Uh, enjoying it. Um, I'm still, like... I'm still, like, learning Dishonored. <laughs> like, I played for four hours, and I still, like, was fumbling over my keys. Um, other than that, not much else really coming up um, on, on uh, my channel. Anything... It, in particular, uh, I will say we are working on White Lotus gaming stuff that is in the hopper. Um, we are still kind of working out some of our kinks. Uh, the YouTube channel is up if you guys want to try to find it. I'm gonna, Maybe I'm gonna make just stop kink shaming instead of working through them, just embrace them. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you guys are interested in more White Lotus gaming stuff, um, you guys can find that on YouTube. I'm gonna make you guys hunt it down, really work for it. Um, and that, yeah, that's about all I got going on for us. Um, but Danny. What yeah. about your YouTube? What about your YouTube channel? Is that very hard to find? No, actually, it's dannyk.media. It's real Ooh. easy. Yeah, link in the description, and of course, if you guys are already on YouTube watching this, it's this channel. It's you're already here. Already Congratulations! Here. Congratulations! <laughs> uh, I'm. I know. I said I was going to be working on that Pokemon Nuzlocke. I just haven't. I haven't. God, played. those are so much fun. I haven't done. I haven't worked on this po on my uh, crystal clear nuzlocke in quite a while so i apologize for that um but that's gonna wrap up the show we appreciate you guys for joining us watching and listening however you guys join us we appreciate the fact that you guys take the time to listen to the show uh if you guys got any value out of the show uh there's a couple ways you guys can support us i'm gonna say you guys a bunch apparently um y'all y'all <laughs> 
you can like, subscribe, and leave a comment on this video. You guys can also uh, follow us on Twitch. And at the top tier, number one way that you can help support the show is by telling a friend. 100%, tell a friend about the show, retweet us, anything like that really does help. If you guys missed a part of the show, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. And we do have a question of the week this week before we leave off. Again, courtesy of Mr. Cody here. If you could change one thing in the world to make it a better place, what would it be? Go on ahead and answer that in the comments down below or go on ahead and tweet at us. And other than that, I don't think there's anything else that I need to mention. We Very good? Concise. That was you not concise. <laughs> <laughs> I rambled that. You guys can tell I'm out of practice. Um no more vacations for you. No more vacations for me. Um, with that, guys, have a wonderful rest of your evening. Stay safe. Stay warm. Keep fighting the good fight, and we'll see you again next week. Bye. Later, dudes. I love you.